Welcome to Pastors Confidential. We're Michelle and Eric Waters, and we're two pastors, one podcast. On each episode, we'll be answering one of your questions about God, the Bible, faith, and life. We're so excited you're joining us. Hello. Hello and happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. You're I welcome. just told him he's not allowed to sing to me, so he's upset. Yes, well, I may sing anyway, but we'll see what happens. Yes. But happy birthday. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. We had a very nice birthday with the boys yeah. last night. And then today I get to drive to see Ellie in Austin. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And yeah. to see a friend of mine from Fargo who is, her birthday was yesterday. So we're going to celebrate as well by going right. out to dinner. And mm-hmm. why is she coming down? She's coming down because her son, she's got four children, and her third is considering school in Texas. He's visiting Baylor, SMU, mm-hmm. where his brother goes, and um, Austin, and UT Austin. So we're right. going to show him around Austin today. Right. So that's kind of a, a good little plan. Mm-hmm. Well, good. So that was fun. And then what we're doing today is um, we're having to do kind of two. We might talk about both sermons because, as some of you know, last week our um, live stream went down. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, these last two two sermons are by far the most pointed. Yes, uh, very pointed. The most pointed sermons Mm -hmm. in the whole series. Uh, and then, you know, the, the irony, I guess, would be that, uh, you know, last week I preached a sermon talking about big tech and comparing yeah. it to the number of the beast. And that's the day that our live stream failed. So, you know, Literally. it's kind of suspicious. It but is really, suspicious. I, I wish there were more more to it than that. But there really is no good story, you know, no conspiracy or anything. Well, we don't know that. The well, evil one could have been working behind I mean, the, the scenes. The evil one, there, there, there certainly are, you know, the Oh, the big powers. tech was not working right. behind the scenes, right. right, unless the evil one is working. Exactly. Yes, I get you. I say that, you know, big I tech would be saying. working, right. Yeah. But the, it turns out that it was just a computer issue mm-hmm. um we had uh, the, the computer that was uh processing the live stream was 18 years old and so we <laughs> got rid of you know that was the day it chose to die oh, so wow. we got rid of that one and bought a new one okay but. well i'm glad you re-recorded it even yeah, though you had too. to like go in there and do it separately um because it was a good sermon Thanks. and it was pointed it was very pointed, yeah. So that was the sermon talking about the first beast, right. you know, the, the symbol of the devil's political power, right? and how we are marked with his name and number. And so I compared that to the Chinese social credit system mm-hmm. uh, and the surveillance state, which we see starting to creep up and uh, pop up in various places around the world. Right. Uh, and then, you know, uh, big tech. And uh, nothing yet has happened to big tech, but it's, well, no, no, no they, they didn't need to cancel a sitting president. So, yeah, something has happened. Right. That was interesting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's, so that was one issue. And then uh, this most recent Sunday, yesterday, we took a look at the other beast, who's a symbol of the devil's spiritual power or a right. spiritual agent on earth. Uh, and then who by the end of it is, is uh, called the whore of Babylon. And so I compared... Uh, the false church, the false religion, to uh, the woke religion, which has really swept through the Western world, um, certainly in America, and has uh, has captured almost every institution, even the military, which is hard to believe. Right, it but, is hard to believe, and yeah. like the NFL, that's yeah, hard to NFL, believe like, as what, well. I mean, right, you know the two most masculine, virile things you can think of, and they're out there, like you know, talking about pronouns, and you're like, really, people? come on. <laughs> Yeah, it's I interesting. Mean, it is. It has swept. You're right. It's that just is, nuts. That is the way to say yeah. it. So yeah, I. Um, I mean, you're sort of. It's sort of hard to me to for me to go into this because in Revelation you're kind mm-hmm. of so many places. So I opened up my Bible yep. to Revelation, thinking I could 
jump in somewhere, hmm. but you've actually in the last two sermons covered so many different things. So yeah, and it was kind of interesting. You know, uh, I've been working long and hard in our church to get people to bring their Bibles, mm-hmm. uh, and there, there was a, gratis, a gratifying fluttering of pages this last <laughs> Sunday. I'd say. So if you turn with me to page, you know, one thousand four, one thousand seven, one thousand one, yes. I can hear pages flutter. Well, this I time you said I strongly yeah. encourage you to do so. Well, you need yes, to, and I know. and you know, there's uh, the Book of Revelation is just it's a challenging, yeah. challenging book. You know, if you uh, if you are preaching through a gospel or preaching through Paul's letter, right. You can go A to B to C to D, but with the book of Revelation, because of the way it's structured, uh, you can choose to go linearly through it, right. uh, or you can choose the approach I'm taking, which is more of a thematic approach, Right. Um, and the, the word for that is recapitulation, that things are repeated or mm-hmm. revisited you know, three times. Uh, and I, I, the, so my approach was, well, let, let's go at it thematically. Okay. Um, I think the, it, it does make more, I think it helps people to make sense of the book of Revelation. Yeah. But of course, the downfall is, yeah, you're not in any one spot. I mean, you, you, you go into at least three different places every time you talk about something. So. Right. So yeah, there's, you know, there's uh, strengths and weaknesses, but... But it's working. I yeah, like it. Yeah, nice. it's just it's just that when I opened up, I didn't know what chapter I should be on right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's because that's we're, okay. we're kind of all over the place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that will soon change. So you know, this this upcoming series, we come to the end. So the you know we begin with the vision of the Lamb of God ascending to the throne, mm-hmm. uh, and then it ends with uh, with Jesus Christ coming again. Okay. So those two are kind of you know Bookends. discrete events. Right. Mm-hmm. But then all the stuff in between, uh, that, that's where you get this, this repetition time and time and time again. Right, right. Uh, and then beginning this coming Sunday, we start looking at the end. Uh, and so we'll talk about the battle of Armageddon, mm. the final conflict between God and the devil. Oh my. Uh, and then after that, we get to the, the happy stuff in Revelation, which is... Uh, <laughs> 22 know, the, or something. <laughs> yeah, which is you know, my, one of my all-time favorite passages. You know, I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem right. coming down as a bride adorned for her husband. And so we talk about heaven. And uh, the glory that God has prepared for us. So it ends on a high note, uh, but it, it takes a long time to get there. Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. Well, one thing that I did write down from last week, I didn't even take notes yesterday for some reason. But anyways, last week, I liked this idea of, and you brought it up again this week, of the counterfeit. Yeah. You know, I, I haven't thought of these things, that, that all of the, the, the Trinity, mm-hmm. you know, the church, it, there's a counterfeit there too that Thanks. Revelation is bringing up. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And that's that's um, a point that came out in my studies and my mm-hmm. my, um, my study of the book of Revelation and reading commentaries about it, uh, is that there's actually a lot more structure to the book of Revelation than a person would think, sure. but you got to really hunt for it. you got to look for it. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then once you're keyed in on these things, then I think there's a, that eye-opening moment. You're like, aha, well, now this makes sense. Right. Now, now, well, the, obviously the whore is the counterpart, the counterfeit to the bride. And, yeah. And, you know, this beast is a counterpart and a counterfeit to, to the lamb and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. It kind of makes sense. Right. But you really got to, it's not obvious. You got to look for it. Right. Oh, and we should say, you said in your sermon, but if you haven't heard that, you did choose to use the biblical word whore, even though yeah. that's a little bit of a... Yeah, it's a hard word. One. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, it's probably one of the harshest words you can use to describe a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is the word that's used in the Bible. Now, some translations, you know, I think the King James calls it the harlot. Mm-hmm. Yes, I they thought, do. well, that's too Elizabethan. That, that seems too, right. you know, stilted. Right. Um, others use the word prostitute, but that seems too clinical. You know, it's more mm-hmm. of a job description. And right. so I thought, well, whores actually that's the word the bible uses right so let's go with that but yeah that, that's a hard word that is a harsh word right. but you know you, you gotta as a preacher you take what you're given and you you preach it right so, and prostitution i guess carries a different um weight now because in some places it's 
legal or people are arguing yeah. for it to be legal right yeah, so well, it changes somewhat the yeah and that's that's the next definition yeah that's the next uh, front on the cultural movement right. there is to legalize sex work as they call it right sex work yes yeah unbelievable but yeah um yeah and so you know one final note so in in, in prepping for the uh the podcast today i, I noticed something okay which i kind of wish i'd noticed before i preached yesterday oh, no. but i don't know how i would have shoehorned it in no but so you you know yesterday i was talking about how you have these uh these two figures the woman and the whore and they each appear three it's the same symbol who appears three different times mm-hmm. well i just realized that there's a fourth time that they appear hmm. uh, where the women turn into cities and so, you know, the famous one is, of course, uh, the bride. The bride. And I saw the holy city, sure. the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven as a bride. Okay. Prepared, you know, so that, that's the very famous one. So the church is, you know, God's dwelling place, the new Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. But the same thing happens with the whore of Babylon. Uh, because in chapter 19, you know, the whore, of, uh, the whore of Babylon is destroyed. And then immediately goes into this song of praise that the city of Babylon has destroyed. And so you have this, this final um, contrast between the city of God and the city of the devil, the city that comes from heaven and the city that Satan tries to build on earth. Okay. And I just think it's kind of a great little comparison. Hmm. And on top of that... <laughs> there's more. And on top of that, when there's there's more, um, both of those are celebrated with a feast. Mm. Uh, and so in chapter 19, verse 9, it's the marriage feast of the Lamb, which is celebrated. Okay. And then at the end of chapter 19, it's the great supper of God. And they're very different. You know, the marriage feast of the Lamb is, is a wonderful event. Uh, and the great supper of God is when the the carrion birds uh, have mm. their have mm. their pick of, of the harvest there at, at the Battle of Armageddon. Oh my! But it's interesting. So it, I, that that was yet another level of um, comparing and contrasting between the two that I hadn't noticed until this morning. Wow! So I don't always think more. I ever would have gotten to that point. Yeah, this is why you keep me around. I guess so because right. I definitely yes, this is hard stuff. It is very mm-hmm. hard stuff. And you know, uh, one thing to make it even harder, mm-hmm. so uh, I, I don't know if anyone noticed this, but I did skip over two things yesterday in my sermon Ooh. having to do with uh, the woman. So, you know, the woman clothed with the sun, mm-hmm. of course, the, the Blessed Virgin Mary, and I, you, I used that phrase very intentionally. Yes, you did. I was yeah. surprised about that. And you showed a Catholic image. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, because, you know, I, I want to, um, in a sense, rehabilitate the image. It's not just a Catholic uh, okay. title. Uh, but, you know, the Blessed Mer- Virgin Mary, she is the, the mother of our Lord, mm-hmm. uh, and therefore she is blessed. Yeah, well, Scripture you know. calls her blessed, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there, there are places where we would disagree with our Catholic brothers and sisters, sure. but certainly uh, to give honor and praise and glory and all honor and praise and veneration mm-hmm. to, uh, to Mary would, would be appropriate. Okay. But anyways, and so I skipped over two things having to do with her. And this okay. is in chapter 12, verse 6. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she has a place prepared by God in which she is to be nourished for 1,260 days. Yes, I was wondering about that. What in the world is that about? I'll tell you. And then again in chapter 12, verse 17, the second time the woman appears, this time Mary is a representative of the church as a whole. Uh, And there's this little little note. Uh, So the woman was given the two wings of the great eagle so Mm -hmm. that she might fly from the serpent into the wilderness to a place where she is nourished for a time, times, and half a time. (laughs) So, you know, one time, two times, and then half a time, three and a half all told. So what in the world is going on with that, right? Exactly. Well, seven is the number of God, and it's the number of God because seven is the number of completion. Right. You know, in six days, God created the heavens and the earth, but Mm -hmm. on the seventh day, he rested, so God blessed his work. So seven is the number of completion. Mm -hmm. Um, And so a time, times, and half a time would be three and a half. 
time, time, and half time. Okay. Time times. So one time, oh. two times. Oh, half okay, a time. okay, got it. Uh, the the Greek, the um, Hebrew here, there, there's a, a, a plural called the dual, which means that it's it's two items, right? So time times and half a time, so three and a half times. Um, and then also 1,260 days, mm-hmm. when you divide that by 360, you get three and a half. So it's three oh and a half years, goodness. right? So then what this represents, so three and a half is, of course, half of seven. Oh. So if seven is the fullness of time, if seven is all the time that God has, has given for human history from creation till the time that Jesus Christ comes again, okay. consummation, mm-hmm. three and a half would be halfway through that, right? Okay. And so three and a half would, uh, the, the turning point of history, of course, is the first coming of Jesus Christ. Hmm. Uh, the incarnation, his ministry, his crucifixion, his resurrection, his ascension, all of that would be the turning point uh, of history, which we still mark to this day, yes, BC definitely. and AD, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so three and a half is all the time between Jesus' first coming and second coming. So however long that may be, all the time between uh, when Jesus first came and Jesus comes again would be the other half of history. The oh. three and a half. But that's too much to throw into a sermon. <laughs> that would be way too much. Yeah. I'm glad you did not, although it's Thank interesting. You. It is. It's very interesting. It's yeah. interesting, but it is too much for a sermon. Yeah, that's why it's it for the podcast. Yes. Yeah. But, I'm, you know, our, yeah. and so there's another approach to all to the book of Revelation. Mm-hmm. You know, I mentioned John Hagee, for example. Yeah. Uh, he's kind of the, the um, most well-known proponent of it. Right. But they would take these numbers and they would understand it literally. So they would say, well, this, you know, the book of Revelation describes a literal seven-year period. Okay. And at the halfway mark, there's this woman who appears and she has a child. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then that's, you know, the halfway mark, there's three and a half years to go until Jesus comes in. Um, So there's another way of of, uh, interpreting it, but I I prefer the symbolic approach. Right, yeah. It makes more sense. It does make more, I think Mm -hmm. it makes more sense. Is he still preaching up there at that church on on the corner? He's he's still alive and kicking. Uh, From what I understand, you know, he's he's quite... um, Would he be 70 or 80? He's quite advanced in years by this point. And so I believe his his, uh, son is really taking over the reins of the ministry. But still, John Hagee's... Because I see his name still on the corner on the... Thing. Yeah, he's the face of the whole thing. Okay, um, but his okay. his son is definitely taking over the reins. Okay, yeah. interesting. Yeah, so a lot of good stuff. I mean, that's uh, I think people are enjoying this series in the Book of Revelation. Um, that's they kind are. Of the, the feedback I've gotten mm-hmm. from people is that it's it's starting to make sense to them, which mm-hmm. is good. Um, and I hope that by this point people understand why it hadn't it had to be seven weeks in the Book of Revelation. I mean, you can't do five, right. you yeah, can't right. do eight. It's got to right. be seven, right? Right. It's just got to be. So. Okay, <laughs> and so. Coming up, what are we looking at? This time you said the the apocalypse. Wait, what's happening in next week? Yeah, and so this time we're going to take, so we're going to be on uh, sermons six and seven mm. still to go. And that's so, it, right? And that's it. Okay. Uh, six and seven still to go. And so they both look at the same event, which is the second coming of Jesus Christ. But there's so much to say that I've divided it into two different sermons. So uh, this coming Sunday, with sermon number six, we're looking at the Battle of Armageddon. Okay. Uh, and then the final Sunday, sermon number seven, we look at uh, heaven. You know, mm. we look at the arrival of heaven and the gift right. of eternal okay, life. You said that. Okay. Uh, and it's all, you know, in the Bible, it's all one event. I mean, these yeah. things happen, but, you know, I'm, I'm looking at them in, in parts. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Well, we look forward to that. Yeah. 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 So it's a good time. I'm, I'm very much enjoying it. I hope people are enjoying it as well. I know it's difficult to follow along and I'm, no but I'm, you make it you i mean it's easier it's just i you know it's just opening up the book you don't know exactly where yeah. we've been but the the sermons have been very 
Uh, logical, as you always okay. are. Yes. Logical, logic is good. Logic, logic is good. Okay. Uh, but yeah, and so I'd, I'd encourage our people, you know, those of you who are here in Bernie, uh, on the 19th, which is this coming Sunday, you know, on the 19th after our prayer vigil, so we'll have 24 hours of prayer. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and then after the prayer vigil, uh, we have been invited to a, a member's house for Theology on Tap. And so I think there's going to be some great conversations about Revelation. Oh, right. It's based on Revelation. It's yeah. based on this series, right? Yeah. That's next Sunday night? Oh, uh, yeah. That's yes. next Sunday okay. night. So that, that's at 6 o'clock. Yep. Uh, and that'll be a wonderful, wonderful event. So if you want to... Yeah, so you know, if you're local, you can sign up for the... Prayer vigil mm-hmm. on the website, and then you can, after that, go to... Go drink some beers and talk well, about the book. Well, you don't have to so. drink some beers, but yes, you can also drink just... Drink some coffee and talk about the yes, book. Yes, you okay. can drink whatever you want uh, and talk about Revelation. Oh, yeah, and a note, too, about uh, the prayer vigil. You know, if uh, you can also sign up and participate online, mm-hmm. so we will have the prayer guide available for people to download uh, and to use at home. Oh, right, yeah. So if you're not local, you could pray along with us that way, right? That's right. Yeah. Okay, so you've written a new one for this time because you had one for last year. Is yeah. it new or is it the uh, same? You no, know, I've updated it. I've okay. revised it. And okay. so it's, um, I'd say about you know three quarters of it is the same because mm-hmm. you know we're still praying for the same things. I right? know. Can you even, uh, ugh, but, who would have thought but, in some you know, ways? I, I, have, uh, I, I have updated it and I've, I've okay. chosen new scriptures that are more appropriate for this particular okay. series. But Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. So, and they can get that at St. John. They can get that at our uh, St. John website, stjohnlutheran.com. Yes. It's a great website to have, I tell you. I don't know how they, <laughs> I don't know how they, they got that. They must have been right, you know, like the first out of the Oh, gate. how they got the name. Yeah. I think like Sharon Shearheart had something That's to do with that. I think man. she yeah, got that That's right out the gate. Yeah. Okay. Well, I am trying to get off to Austin, so we're going to sign off okay. now. So we can't sing your happy birthday? No, you did that last all night right. and that was just all fine. Right. But thank you. And we You're hope welcome. to talk to you all next week. We'll see you next week.